Welcome to another episode of Rebels Rewind. I'm your host, Kellen. I'm joined by my co-host, Nick and Jake. How are you guys? Good. Good long weekend. Pretty good, yeah. yeah. Nice to spend time with family as much as we could with all the schoolwork, but yeah. Um, so yeah, the Rebels were the only team in action. This Rebels and CMU were the only teams in action this weekend. ACC and Brandon got snowed out, but the Rebels games were actually played inside this weekend. Um, they played CMU. The men's team lost 8-0 as CMU took uh, tied for first place now, but um, their men's team just not looking too good. Uh, that's you're flattering them by saying that, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna miss the playoffs, but oh yeah, like it doesn't matter how much worse really you are in soccer, losing eight nothing, like that's kind of embarrassing in soccer, honestly. Yeah, so yeah, so the men's team it looks like they're gonna only finish with the two wins over ACC who hasn't won a single game this year. They haven't even drawn a single game this year, I don't think. No, and with ACC, even if ACC wins, they lose because they don't have enough eligible players, so they're just playing for fun, really. Mm -hmm. And what I believe one of the, the, I think the very first game of the year that the Rebels won, the the ACC Cougars were ineligible. So seems like Red River hasn't even been able to, even been able to beat an eligible team in this league which is kind of saddening honestly yeah um but i guess with men's soccer there'll be a article about eric harder who has four goals leading the team so look for that on the website coming up i feel bad for all these players because like i know it's a it's a big time commitment it's a big like commitment for through school for taking time away from your social life from all this stuff and you're going out every week and just getting absolutely smacked around, basically. Like, and honestly, in the first week, in the first half at least, of their very first game, they looked pretty good. Like, they looked like a team that could really roll with anyone. They were up, they were beating AZZ 4 nothing. But, yeah, I guess when it came time to face real competition like the CMU Blazers, they just weren't up to the task. Yeah, and just an interesting thing about CMU, uh, Caleb Jutsey is going to be named Male Athlete of the Week. He scored two goals in the game, but it was his first game back at forward after playing goalie for this season because their goalie was injured. So he's a normal forward. He was playing goalie, and then first game back in the field, scores two goals. So good to see him back in his position, I guess. Yeah, but that's also kind of saddening that a guy's first game back, he scores two goals against the Rebels. Like, I don't know. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to be talking more about the Rebels uh, team in the projector throughout the coming weeks yeah looking back on their season reflecting on what worked what didn't there wasn't a whole lot that worked but we'll talk about it because there was some stuff we'll mention eric harder for sure because he was definitely the bright spot for this team this year and we'll talk about what they do moving forward especially considering that a number of their players will be graduating from the school and won't be there next year exactly but it wasn't all bad news for red river River sports this weekend as the women's team got another win they beat cmu one to nothing with Kaziah Balls, they're getting the lone goal. It says here she'll be female athlete of the week, too. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> Big accomplishment for her. She's the second woman to win it for the Rebels this year. Yeah, Ashley Patterson won it a couple weeks back, too. <laughs> so the women's team, like, it's the, basically the polar opposite of the men's team. Like, apart from, I believe, the one loss to the top-ranked uh, USB, brand, USB yeah. they're absolutely rolling the beat everyone and even the game against usb they looked very good yeah so it'll definitely be exciting their finals are not this weekend but the weekend after like the semifinals and finals 
So it'll be a ton of fun watching them then. Yeah, the finals are October 26th to 27th at Providence University College's Otterburn Complex. Um, the Rebels finished the season coming up this weekend, and their first game is Saturday against PUC, which is likely a kind playoff of like, preview. yeah, it's a playoff yeah. preview because they're pretty much locked in at number two and number three unless USB somehow loses a game before mm-hmm. the season ends, but... USB would have the tiebreaker too, so they're almost set. Yeah, so those two teams are most likely set, and then it'll be a battle between Brandon and CMU for the last spot. But Mm -hmm. also with the women's team, Nick, you wrote a story on Jessica De Silva. Want to talk about that for a bit? Yeah, Jessica's actually a a first-year player, and she didn't join. She wasn't a part of the team until school started. She actually missed the first game because she wasn't even on the team yet. So she got uh, persuaded by one of her um, teammates to uh, join the team, and it's had a good effect on the Rebels so far because she had two two goals early on in the season. She's still at two right now, but uh, both goals are crucial. They both came in wins. I believe one was a game winner. And, uh, yeah, I just talked to her about how she um, how she's finding this year and why the team's been successful. And then also she's a, a business administration student, so I talked to her about how she really manages that program with uh, playing sports as many as or as every other player does too, right? So, yeah, it's live in the projector now. It's Jessica Da Silva, if you want to look her up. Yeah, like, I don't know. I watched the first game against CMU earlier and the other one where it was kind of miserable weather but like I remember watching Jessica De Silva and just being like really impressed with her and it's not just and it's also the whole team with this it's not just her play with the ball like without the ball she's in good position and she's always open for a pass if someone needs if someone's getting pressured or they just need to move the ball up the field to get more offense she's always quick on her back checks like she gets right back to help defend and this whole team like they're really they've really bought in with what coach Doug Lowry is telling them because they're on both sides of the ball, defense and offense, they're just in sync and they're just getting opportunities and they're driving play for most of the games they're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jessica, she's at a striker or right wing position, so her job is a big part of her job is scoring goals, which she has done. But it's also yeah, like the hustle, the what she's doing not with the ball. It's really made her stand out this season. Mm-hmm. And you said she's a first year student. Or first year yeah. soccer player. First year soccer player, yeah. Yeah, so hopefully she could be back next year. Yeah, then she and help yeah, team. she told me that she plans on uh joining the team next year for another mm-hmm. run. Because we know a few as with the men's team, some players will inevitably drop off the team as more players graduate and move on with their lives. But so far, at least for this season, it's looking like the Red River Rebels here for the women's team has a legitimate championship shot. Yeah. And I think the next time we're recording, it'll be the Monday after championship weekend. So next time you hear from us, we'll be able to break down what happened and if the Rebels were able to come away with the championship there. Yeah. So I believe it's similar to what, so far it's looking like it's going to be similar to what it was last year where the men's team misses the playoffs in that fifth slot ahead of ACC while the women's goes to the playoffs. Although last year the women lost in the first round, I believe. They're obviously hoping to avoid that this year. Yeah, and I believe the team's 2-0 and against PUC, in their, or 1-0 and because their second game's coming up, and I think they won one nothing if I'm not mistaken, in the first game. Yeah, they can't take PUC lightly, though. No, PUC's, PUC's been winning a lot of games lately, too. They have won three straight games, actually. So they were 1-0-4, and now they're 4-0-4, so they're getting hot at the right time, so definitely can't overlook them if you're the Rebels. And but. we know what hot teams can do going into 
playoffs. Like if you can keep that rolling, no one can stop you. Yeah, and the playoffs are only a weekend too, so it's not mm-hmm. like you have like a long series to really. Like no, anything can happen in ninety minutes, right? So, but moving on now to I guess the NFL was just uh, <laughs> and we're gonna, Thanksgiving week. We're actually going to start with a uh, bit of breaking news. The Steelers' Stefan Tuitt suffered a season-ending pectoral muscle injury. I know. So that's another member of he the was, Steelers out for the year. He was honestly probably their best player this season so far on defense, so that's sick. Uh, sick, you say? Sick, yeah. Sarcastic. Okay. Um, but in more entertaining news, the Dolphins and Redskins played this weekend. Both zero wins going into the game, so got a battle for the first overall yeah. pick. Both teams were popular. It looked it looks like through six weeks, I believe, six or seven weeks, six six weeks. These two teams are going to be one two in the draft order. Hey, don't count Probably. the Bengals out of that. All right, yes, the fair Bengals enough. Fair enough. They do not. Oh wow! So we got two teams: Dolphins zero and five, Bengals zero and six. But I don't know. I also found it kind of funny that that was probably the most competitive game of the weekend was Miami-Washington. Yeah. Well, for me, the Red, like the Dolphins tied it with six seconds left. Mm-hmm. They decided to go for two, and the play they drew up, I'm like, you're trying to lose this game. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, that's not a play you do if you're going for the win behind the line mm-hmm. of scrimmage. I just I think they were like, mm-hmm. oh, we yep, the lateral scored, pass. We can't lateral get pass, the- he just immediately drops it. Yeah, even if he caught it though, he was he was tackled there. So oh, yeah. yeah, I just I just saw he had no blockers. <laughs> yeah, he had no blockers, no no help. He had nothing. They were not getting across <laughs> that line. What's your first time reaction? They were yeah, they were outmanned with <laughs> blocking. Yeah, I mean there was I count four Redskins there and two blockers, and one the looks like a tight end. He just lets a guy go right by him and doesn't even matter because he's incomplete. But yeah, no kidding. I know. To me, I'm like. You can't tell me they were trying to win that game. You can't. Can't do it, no. No. Also, in terms of teams, now with their second win in a row, the Arizona Cardinals defeating the Atlanta Falcons. (laughs) On another nice kick. I would say going into this season, I was completely wrong. I thought the Atlanta Falcons were going to be a very good team. You said they were going to win the division. I thought they were, and they are 1-5. and Brutal. Absolutely brutal. How many more games is Dan Quinn going to be the coach of this team? That's a good question. I don't know. Like we know, because Ar- like they're bad. Arthur Blank has given support, although we know that sometimes in sports that doesn't mean a whole whole lot. I imagine he he might get to the end of the season yeah. because he is a tenured coach there, and there is loyalty in sports, and it is important to a degree. And they're done anyways this year. So. Yeah, so it's not like. There, there isn't going to be like an Indianapolis last year where they came back and all of a sudden they're just winning every game, like that. Well, the Falcons <laughs> maybe could pull that off. Yeah, if any, te- like if any team that is, if any team that's in their situation, like one win or fewer, could pull it off, it's probably the Falcons. Although that's not really saying much because the rest of their competition isn't exactly. Yeah, but their division also mm-hmm. makes me worried yeah. for them because you have the Saints and Panthers. The Saints who haven't missed better. the Saints who haven't missed a beat with Teddy Bridgewater as a quarterback and, and same recently way. coming back. Oh, they have a Kyle Allen is actually looking better than Cam Newton, and that could be a quarterback controversy. Both, both those backup quarterbacks have gone four zero. Yeah. Although the difference is the difference is for me though is Kyle Allen looks like he could actually be the starter in Carolina. There's no way that Teddy Bridgewater. No, will you're be the going with Drew Brees in New Orleans. Although Teddy Bridgewater might have given himself another opportunity to get a look as a starter somewhere yeah, else. Absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. And then another big outcome this week was Houston over Kansas City. The Kansas City's dropped two home games two in a row. In a row. Yeah, and, the week very be- concerning. and the week before that, they almost lost to Detroit too. Mm-hmm. Like they haven't looked like Mahomes still looks good and everything, but their yeah. defense, I don't think is going to hold I think up. It's, I think same it's, as it was last year. But. I think it's also like we see it with, we see it in sports all the time where a team that wasn't expected to do like be as good as they were all of a sudden is this great team and it's this great story. And then usually they don't win at all. So we go, but we go into the off season talking about how great they're going to be, how they're going to be like the best in their division, second best. They're going to be a playoff contender, Super Bowl contender, whatever. But NFL teams, there's 31 other teams that are very smart and they're looking for every possible opportunity. So I think teams are starting to learn more about how the Chiefs play. Mm-hmm. And so they're starting to really find, they're starting to find the weak links in the Chiefs because there are, just like with every team, there are weak links and they're finding them and they're exploiting them. But as much as we're saying that, I also think that the Texans are often overlooked too. I think that they're legit. Oh, the Texans are a very they're good legit. Team. They're probably I think Deshaun Watson's like he's good, but like you never talk about him in the same category, right? But he's yeah. really good. No yeah. offense to the Colts who also beat the Chiefs, but I think the Texans are the class of the AFC South. We'll see on Sunday. We'll see on Sunday. <laughs> we'll yes. See on Sunday. We'll see on Sunday. Yes, but true. And then uh, Chargers home. <laughs> the Chargers had a home game. Home game on paper with air quotes because like seventy five percent of the stadium was Steelers mm-hmm. fans and. The funny thing for me was um, when the defense was rolling back out there, the Chargers stadium started playing Renegade, which is a Steelers song. Like they play that every home game when their defense like is feeling it. So then after the game, Melvin Gordon's like, it already felt like an away game, which sucks. He says, and then you're going to play that song. Really? He said, make it feel more like a road game. Yeah. And then one of the O-line men was like, that guy needs to get fired, basically. Yeah. I was listening I to Devlin Hodges after the game, and he said there was over 20,000 Steelers fans by his estimate. Yeah, and, yeah. It's, and it's only a 27,000 capacity stadium. Yeah. He said 20,000. That was his number. So that's almost three quarters. Yeah. Basically. Devlin Hodges. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was an impressive win by the Steelers, too. Like, it wasn't like... It was all James Conner and It defense. wasn't like... That's all it was. The Steelers fans who came all the way out to LA they had a good trip they Honestly, saw their team win their no not their second in a row but just second second, game, in, yeah. second in three games yeah but going into that game I honestly didn't think they were gonna win and but we were, and we were talking earlier about teams like the Falcons that aren't living up to expectations the Chargers they were kind of expected to compete with the Chiefs for the top of yeah. the division and right now they're getting outmatched honestly in the last three or two so games they're getting outmatched by both the Broncos and the Raiders yeah Raiders had that very impressive win in london against the bears and the broncos have won two straight honestly the broncos could make a case that they should have beaten the bears if not for a very yeah. questionable call i don't know if i'm a Chargers fan i'm worried i'm sure. worried too do you think they'll make the playoffs i don't know because like right now there's like seven teams at two and four like log jam there just yeah. behind the colts and the raiders i don't think the raiders hold it up colts could the like, Colts are man. The Colts are legit. I think they've established that after. Last no, I know, minute. but I'm saying like um, for teams that are able to catch teams, I'm thinking if you're going to make the playoff, you're winning your division or you're chasing the Colts. Yeah. I almost think the six uh-huh. that are in right now in the AFC are the six that are going to be in. Yeah, I think it's. I'm, if I'm right, I'm guessing it's the same teams. Patriots obviously going to win that division. Easy division, easy schedule, and then you have the Bills. I think are going to be the wild card team. Schedule too. I was yeah. Looking yeah. At it, yeah, and the Bills are four and one. They're very good. Yeah, yeah. honestly, and then um, Chiefs win their division handily. 
the I would say the Ravens probably win their division. They ended up squeaking it out. And that division is just weak other than the Ravens. And even the Ravens are a bit questionable. Honestly, with the Ravens this week, they play the Seahawks. I see mm-hmm. them losing that game. Mm-hmm. We're only a game Steelers back. Steelers have a chance. Yeah. And our chance. schedule yeah. is easy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think our hardest game is the Colts. But I don't think there's no way there's going to be a wildcard team from the AFC North. I, I'd say Steelers are the one that could push. With the schedule that mm-hmm. we have, I think mm-hmm. there's a chance. But I never know what I'm getting with that so I think, game, right? Yeah, like we I would play say the Dolphins, Colts, Browns twice, Bengals, yeah. Bills. To go back Jets. to the original question, though, I think it's a three-team race for two wildcard spots. And I don't think the Chargers are in that race. I think the Chargers are going to yeah. be like an 8-8 eight and eight team. And we're going to be, just haven't looked and we're gonna be asking in the offseason what went wrong. Yeah. Speaking of what went wrong and not looking good. The Dallas Cowboys dropped the third straight, and this time they dropped it to the New York Jets. Man, oh, but Sam Darnold came back, and Sam, he, he looked good. Still, they're a different team offensively with Sam Darnold because it opens it up for Le'Veon Bell too, right? Yeah, and the no Dallas, more stat boxes. Yes, but the Dallas Cowboys have been a completely different team when they're not playing the Giants with Eli Manning as their quarterback, the Washington Redskins, and the Miami Dolphins, who just competed in the Tank Bowl. I'm still confident in the Cowboys. It was very stunning to see that loss. I tuned in. Yeah, I'm just, end, yeah. I'm just mad because Dak Prescott's my fantasy quarterback. He's been <laughs> yeah. garbage Although, lately. Another two point convert too. Hey, that honestly is Jerry Jones secretly enjoying that Dak Prescott is not doing good right now after his forty million dollar <laughs> demands. Don't, don't have to pay him. Yeah. yeah. But that sets up a good Sunday night football match. Eagles yeah. Cowboys for first place. They're tied right now. Mm-hmm. I think winner of this game wins the division. Both teams have had questionable losses. <laughs> Both teams have had a, they have like major question marks all of a sudden when they were both projected to be playoff teams. Like I believe lots of people were projecting the Steelers or the Eagles rather would be 11 and 5 and 12, 12 yeah, and 4. Yeah. Cowboys 11 and 5, 7, 10 and 6. I don't think they do both make it. No, I'm not. I think there's a chance, but I don't think I don't know. it's likely. When you have the Seahawks, 49ers, and Rams all rolling, you got. I the, think the Rams are not good. Well, they're still in that mix and then you have the saints and the panthers and then you go to the nfc north which is just ridiculous like you have yeah the lions are the worst team in that division yeah and yet they're still better than most of the other teams in the nfc yeah it's insane two teams come out of that division for sure yeah possible honestly possibly three teams come out of that division yeah we'll see it would be, it would be hard it would be up. hard yeah. yes they will beat each other up and it will be hard but honestly if any team is going to have three teams, it's if any division rather is going to have three teams, it's going to be that one. Yeah. I don't know. So I think personally, I'm going to skip ahead on this list because I want to talk about the MLB. I want to talk some yeah. ALCS, NLCS madness. I don't know. I am all aboard the Washington Nationals hype train. I think it's crazy that they're going to go to the World Series the year after Bryce Harper left. Like, I love they're it. Finally, going to get over that hump mm-hmm. once Harper leaves. It's just bizarre. Yeah. I actually love that. I, I think know, it's funny. And I've loved the way they've won. Like, so in the wild card game, they rally in the eighth inning to take the lead over the Brewers at home, and it's great. The, the game, game five, Kershaw has his collapse, so they tie the game, and then they hit a grand slam in the tenth that just completely destroyed the Nationals. Yeah, or the Dodgers rather. They didn't destroy themselves, but. And now three games in, they're just looking like in a completely different league than than the Cardinals. The yeah. Cardinals, yeah. I don't personally, I don't think the Cardinals should have beaten. I the wanted Braves. the Braves there, yeah. Yeah, it was disappointing. They shouldn't have. Braves, it was Braves yeah, Nats talk, would have been a better. Series. We talk about, yeah, we talk about the uh, Dodgers collapsing. No, the Braves. That was a collapse. That was just 
in your home crowd you open up the game giving 10 runs yeah like you just you've lost the game right there you're not coming back from that i still think the kershaw class was bad like yeah up three one you put him in you're like mm -hmm. we're going Two and then in the, runs, uh, and then in back the, to back and then in the alcs we have the yankees and the astros tied at one yankees absolutely steamrolled the twins like they always do in the playoffs whenever they play the <laughs> twins and then the tampa bay race they put up a good fight yeah. against the astros yes yeah, they deserve yeah. they deserve a lot of respect they put up they were a good team and they deserve to be in the playoffs but they just ran into an absolute machine that is the houston astros yeah, yeah. Garrett Cole, yeah. Mm -hmm. that game two game that game two was unreal the mm -hmm. 11 innings yankees and oh yeah on astros. sunday yeah, yeah that was that was great yeah this walk off walk off home yeah. run i love that it was korea too i think this i think nats win uh tomorrow i believe they played they don't play tonight do they no just yeah, oh, no yeah. they do yeah they do yeah like, oh they do it'll all be finished okay. I, be, I, believe, I think it'll uh, be a i believe it's finished tonight and i believe the yankees and astros goes to at least six games yeah yeah, I like well the the pitching matchup today is it's Garrett Cole versus Luis Severino, so it's oh, their two good. top guys arguably. Yeah. I would say Severino's the Yankees top guy. Of course, I'm in school but, during that, but oh. yeah, because yeah, that one's an early start at three. Yeah, it's at three o'clock. Yeah, yeah, definitely gonna rush home for that one. You're mm -hmm. right. And then yeah, and then game four is of the Washington Cardinals series is tonight because mm -hmm. we're filming or we're uh, filming we're recording on Tuesday, so. <laughs> Yeah, that could very likely be a sweep there. Yeah. And it's also very likely by the time we're back in two weeks, you said, the World Series will be close to over, so we can talk more about that. It, yeah. I don't know. Well, I guess I it, depends, it depends on how the early Yankees on. Astros. It would, it would depend on how the Yankees and Astros series goes. Yeah. Like if all of a sudden one of these teams win three straight games and then we're starting the World yeah. Series next week. Regardless, though, there will be baseball to talk about. There will be lots, and it'll sure. be fun to talk about. Now, what do you say we go to the CFL? Sure, yeah, and the great weekend for uh, Winnipeg here. We mm -hmm. actually have a chance of the division now after yeah. that win on Saturday against Montreal. There's a if chance, not, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, this weekend, it was a great weekend for you too, Nick. You had your predictions where you went 5-0 and or something? Yeah, I went 5-0 and on Friday. Uh, Saturday is a little different story because I that we had a snowstorm here last week. Yes, right? we so did. I, and it, it was projected to carry on throughout the whole weekend, right? So mm -hmm. I didn't see many points coming up mm -hmm. in that winnipeg montreal game but the they did a great job clearing out that field they could even yeah. tell that it snowed and yeah. it, there was a lot of points it was 59 in that game so yeah and that was a must win game for the blue bombers to yeah. have a chance at a home field in this uh upcoming postseason yeah. they're going to be playing one of either calgary or saskatchewan, calgary yeah. or saskatchewan most likely playoffs. going there they have to win out and then they need help and i just have a, i just have a feeling they're going to split with calgary and we're going to be playing calgary three games in a row yeah, I, I agree too because I think Saskatchewan has a they they, uh, they play BC right and they beat BC and Edmonton back to back. So Saskatchewan very likely goes three zero and wins the division. It's yeah, crazy. That's what I point. think. Yeah. I feel like Saskatchewan has so, it. It's theirs to lose. Basically, yeah. do the Blue Bombers beat Calgary in that playoff game if they can? Uh, there's if they, they split, is it in Calgary? Yeah, right. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. There's very little reason to think so. They I honestly don't think so. It was the same honestly. situation last year with Matt Nichols, and they yeah. couldn't get over the hump. They couldn't yeah, generate the offense. The difference was though this year, whenever Matt Nichols was behind center, he was so good. Like it yeah. looked, it looked like this was the year for Matt Nichols at the very least, and then. Season-ending injury. I've been saying all year they lost last year because they didn't have their receivers. They don't have their receivers this year. They're maybe worse off this year. And yeah. it's just so that's would you be your top off-season priority for the Blue Bombers is getting a receiver, solid yeah. receiving yeah, core, figuring out your quarterback situation. Yeah. Matt Nichols is a free agent, so you got to figure out who. So is Traveler, so you got to figure out yeah, who to roll who, with. Yeah. I feel like Nichols is gonna. I think we're gonna let him walk. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Where do you think he'd walk to? Well, I don't know where. I just yeah. don't think we're. Gonna that's interesting. Well, he's not yeah. going to. 
Beastie's got Mike Riley. He's no one's replacing Bo Levi Mitchell in Calgary. No. Unless uh, he goes um, fights. I believe Jeremiah Mazzoli is the only free agent starter besides no. Nichols. I don't think Matt Nichols is not to me an NFL caliber quarterback. Oh no, he's too old and injured. Yeah. He's not even. Who? Yeah. Matt Nichols, like he's not, you said, well, because you no. said replace Kirk Cousins. So no, no. Bull, Bull, Bull Levi Mitchell, because he said that when he was, went to Minnesota, the reason they didn't give him the job was because he was like, I'm going to take Kirk's job or whatever. And they're like, nah. Yeah. And he is making over 700K now in, in Canada. So yeah, definitely like not. Line. Matt Nichols is not an NFL quarterback. No, I know. Uh, so who's your Grey Cup then? I think it's going to be oh, Hamilton. Yeah, I agree with Hamilton. Hamilton. And I don't know. Lisa Saskatchewan at home, but I'm, saying I'm Hamil- still going to go Calgary, I think. I'm saying Hamilton, Sasky. I agree with Jake. Uh, yeah. That's my prediction. And I think right now, ha- I think Hamilton wins it. Me too, yeah. I think Dane so. Evans looks good. The backup think, quarterback bowl. I think yeah. the Rough Riders win, and I think everyone in Winnipeg really? is sad about it. Yep. It's in Saskatchewan. I mean, it's in Calgary. Yeah, so that would be huge. So Calgary might have... They could have a home. <laughs> yeah, just a home, 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 home if they <laughs> play the cards right, yeah. But... Moving on to hockey now for the last topic. Oh, yeah. NHL season is well on their way. Yeah, we're about uh, some teams are approaching their eighth game played. Other teams are a bit lower on the spectrum. I believe yeah. the, currently the lowest is like Philadelphia and Chicago have the yeah. least games played. That's because they were That's, out in Europe. Yeah, they right? were the yeah. Prague game. Mm-hmm. That was a good game, actually, too. That was. It's good that the fans there got to see a really good game between two teams that are looking to bounce back and get back into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. As far as the big storyline so far, though, I think the Oilers have definitely made some noise, especially with uh, James Neal's uh, already resurgence. Already, yeah. already, yeah. How honest? Okay, so they lost their first game of the season last night to the Blackhawks. But Finally, and Neal yeah. scored. <laughs> yeah, and Neal still scored. But honestly, like, how bad does this look for Calgary right now? It's funny because, like, I look at it as mm-hmm. like Calgary, like Mike Smith, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mike well, Smith like, and James Neal leave, and now they're both. Looking good, right? Well, it's like you trade for Lucci. You trade this guy to your rival. Yeah, it's the only year in his entire career where he hasn't done good. Was with with Calgary. Yeah, I believe it was his first season without twenty. And you goals. could very much make the argument that the biggest reason he wasn't very good was because of usage, not because of yeah, a yeah. Drop off well, I think talent. Calgary has more depth at forward, mm-hmm. so put it, plugging him in isn't as yeah, easy as it is in Edmonton when you have yeah. David well, it was originally it was originally going to be. Neil, that's what it sounded like when he was signed. But then there was Elias Lindholm acquired in that trade with Carolina, the draft, and he earned that spot and he's earned it, honestly. But it kind of also goes Calgary doesn't really have that big second, like that true 1B center that could really go with, roll with Neil. And so he didn't really have that kind of fit there. Yeah. So yeah, they're looking good. Um, Devils are not. Devils, no. They finally had a 4-1 lead last night, looking like they're going to get their first win, blow it, lose 6-4. Yeah, so yeah, they lost to Florida, gave up five unanswered goals. And there was lots of optimism going into the season yeah. on that team based Honestly, on, like, with P.K. Subban, they Zach started, Hughes. They started their season up 4 nothing on the Winnipeg That's Jets. true. They Honestly? Just, yeah, they're one game. I think that had, like, when we when the Jets won that game, Blake Wheeler was talking in the postgame about how this is something they can use for the rest of the year. Like, we're never out of the game. We're never this, we're never that. And we've seen it with the Jets. They've come back. They came back against Chicago, too, from down 2 nothing in the third. Or, no, in the second, rather. For New Jersey, it's almost kind of like the opposite. Like, it kind of gets in your head. Like, this lead isn't really safe. Like, yeah, we don't know. And then you have it happen over and over again. Like, it's kind of painful. Like right now, they're sitting last in the, uh, in the yeah, league right won. now. They're tied for last in the league with Ottawa, who everyone expects them to be there, and Minnesota, who hasn't looked great at all. 
in any of their games really but I think Dallas oh. has gotten off to a surprisingly slow start. Too. They are, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah, a 1 5 and 1 start. Because, like, I don't know. Like, I just expected them to be pretty good. Yeah, they have a minus. Their only win was an overtime win over the Washington Capitals. They're a minus 10 goal differential. Mm-hmm. There's a weird stat with Dallas at Washington. Mm-hmm. I was looking at it. It's almost like I, I want to say 10 straight wins for something. It's something like that. It's something weird with mm-hmm. Dallas at Washington. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It was on, going into last. Thursday, no, last Tuesday's game against the Penguins in Pittsburgh. The Jets hadn't won combined with Atlanta in Pittsburgh since 2006. Wow. Yeah. So that the was the same a, conference for what half of that time, too. Right? Yeah. So. so it's like that's kind of sad, too. But I don't know. There's there's always there's kind of those things in sports. You can't really factor them in with a stat. It's just something. Yeah. I don't know. Right now, honestly, right now, the playoff picture for me looking at it in both the West and the East, it looks kind of like what I expect it will be at the end of the year. There are some aberrations. I don't think Detroit is going to stay in a playoff spot. Oh, no way. (laughs) I don't think Buffalo is going to stay atop the division. There's no way Tampa Bay finishes four points out of or four spots out of a playoff spot. And then in the West, I don't think Anaheim is going to quite stay at that level, but I think they're going to be competitive. I found that funny when the Ducks went three zero to start the year. It was their best start in franchise history. Yeah, and honestly, I don't, I don't know if I don't like talking bad about other teams, like with no evidence really to back it up. But there's something this year about Calgary that doesn't sit right with me. Like I don't personally, I think I picked them to win the cup. You picked them to win the cup Why? this year, really? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So okay. interesting. I picked Colorado, I think, but Colorado is a very real chance to represent the West. They have looked spectacular this year I, I expected them to be good this year mm-hmm. but st louis looks good too that's yeah. Not, yeah but it's oh, early like but so for, much can happen oh yeah like like with the jets even i'm like i don't know what to expect tonight so mm-hmm. like that well, penguin game oh for me, god the, okay apart from that game honestly i think the jets have looked good in every game no i know but i mm-hmm. feel like Mm-hmm. there's opportunity for that defense to collapse there is yeah well it's also there's opportunity for it to do well with players getting opportunities they won't like with the exception of josh morrissey you could make the argument that none of these defensemen would get an opportunity elsewhere no i agree but right i now. also mm-hmm. some of them for a reason well i think the team currently they need to wait and see what happens if there's going to be a resolution soon with dustin bufflin if, if he comes back into the lineup or if he retires because then that lets you know what the situation is with your defense if you either go out and get one if you either have a defenseman who also though hasn't wasn't in training camp and hasn't skated through the first two three mm-hmm. weeks of the season or if you switch it over all of a sudden you have 7.6 million dollars of cap space to work with around that and then you can go make a move you can make a move you and with that much cap space you could possibly not even have to give up a roster player for this year like so you could really strengthen your team so they're kind of playing in the waiting game right now right now they're doing what they need to do they're staying afloat like they're currently yeah they have they've played more games than every other team in the league except for dallas but they're well, like four, three and oh they're third in the central they look pretty good like they just kind of need they need a couple things to go right for them. Yeah, I think but. it's just for me. The only reason I'm like questioning it is because like I'm like, if you're gonna make the playoffs, if you're gonna be like, hey, we're gonna make a push here, I think you have to strengthen the defense regardless yeah. of yes. how well it does. <laughs> That's the only thing for me. So regardless, something has to change there. Yeah. But they have held up, like you said, they have. Mm-hmm. But how long does that last? I don't know. Like I don't know. But tonight they go. They're up against the Arizona Coyotes. 
Like, I think it also, they're also helped along by the fact that other teams are kind of struggling right now, like Dallas being, they have mm-hmm. a five-point lead on Dallas with the same number of games played. Minnesota hasn't looked really good yeah. at all. Chicago, honestly, hasn't, they've looked all right, but they're also, there's bigger holes there than there are with other teams. Well, and those three teams you just mentioned are the bottom three right now in the yeah. West. So. And even then, like, San Jose, they've won two straight, but San Jose kind of looked, looked really rough to start the year. Yeah, they have. And then uh, for me, just me watching games, the LA Kings are the absolute, they're like the Tennessee Titans. Like they go out, they go out, they score three goals in 30 seconds to beat the Nashville Predators 7-4. And then they, but the game before they're in Vancouver and they get absolutely smoked 8-2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, Kings aren't. Kings, they aren't, Kings to me, they're going to, Kings to me are going to win a lot of games. They really shouldn't and they're going to win them in like really weird ways, like big scores, but they're also going to get kind of, really exposed i guess is the word in other games i think the kings honestly right now where the kings are kind of that 10th slot in the west maybe a little bit below that's kind of where i see them. i see them in like 14th to be honest yeah i don't think they i don't think they say they were there, there last year yeah yes they and were were they were they not dead last in the west no i don't believe so who was then uh it might have been vancouver i want to say i will check i think vancouver. it was la it was definitely oh, LA. It was Vancouver, LA, was Edmonton, Anaheim were the bottom. Vancouver three. was right yes, there. Yes, it was. It was. Yeah, you're right. LA was not bottom. even close too. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. I see Minnesota very last, and then LA second yeah, last. Yeah, mm-hmm. good Minnesota. I don't like them. Although They're so boring. <laughs> it's also why I don't see like when we look at last year's standings. I don't see Detroit staying in the playoffs. Like last year, they were yeah. third last in the. I see them dead last Atlantic. too. Detroit. This, no, no, no. Here, well, let's year, say. Yeah. Which let's do one last question, I guess. Which team that's currently in a playoff spot in the NHL? Or actually here, let me rephrase. Let's do this a bit different way. Okay. Which team in the bottom four, we'll say, of their respective conference could you see pushing for a playoff spot? Uh, Arizona. Really? I look at the, I look at the West and I see Chicago and Dallas. I yeah. take your pick. I see I see I know you've had a rough start, but Dallas is a very good team. They've got a lot of really good players like that top line of Ben Sag and Radulov. Like there's nothing you need to say about it. Yeah. It's absolutely nasty. If Ben Bishop can play even like kind of around what he was at last year and get you get solid backup from Anton Kudobin, they can definitely push their way up these standings back in a heartbeat, especially when I think some of the teams above him like Calgary Los Angeles, Anaheim, yeah, maybe even a team like, and I guess Chicago's above them right now. Like when these teams kind of start to, I think they'll fall off a bit more. Yeah, actually, you'll be, I changed mine to Chicago. Chicago, I, I'm, I'm big on Chicago. I like their goalie tandem this year too. Like Robin Leonard's your backup. Like yeah. that's what's been killing them the last years. Yeah, they no have finally because yeah. Crawford's always hurt, mm-hmm. yeah. and now they have someone who was a Vesna finalist last year. Yeah, as a backup, right? He was in a very much a very defensive system, a far more defensive system than what he has in Chicago. But yeah, they're running gun now in Chicago. They got Nylander too to maybe revive uh, him and like Dylan Strom. Yeah, with Robin Neil or Robin, not Robin Alex. 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 No, with Robin Lehner, I meant. Oh. Uh, like, I don't know, I liked when I watched, I watched the whole game with him basically against the Winnipeg Jets. There were parts of him that I really liked, but then there was the Ehlers goal. I felt he probably should have had that. The Shifley goal from the top of the circle with a clear look at it. It was a great shot, but goalies are supposed to stop great shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's right. going to be, we're only three weeks into the NHL season. There's a lot more hockey to come and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. All right. Any closing thoughts, guys? 
No, I think we thought it the most. I think Dolphins oh. Dolphins are drafting first and second overall thanks to the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, okay, buddy. No, they're not going to get a top 10 pick now. All right. So we'll see, by the time we're on here next, we'll know what happened with the women's Rebel soccer team. So, so stay tuned. No women's yeah. Rebel soccer. World Series will be ready. There's going to be a lot more sports. All right. Okay, see you then. See ya. Hey!